been struggling for a wee while now to know where the all of the social media fits into what I'm still doing now. Obviously, at the beginning, when I first lost my legs, it was quite obvious uh, that the story, uh, the regular updates, that sort of thing, was uh, interesting and helpful to people. But now it's not like so much a report. How about how do I go about that? So I have. Um, up until now, I've really been focusing on making video content, uh, but I've got a few people here and there that would prefer to listen rather than watch. So what I was then doing is making the video content into a podcast content by repurposing it and re-editing it. But there's a lot of visual content that doesn't work for podcasts. Then there was times when I was um, running out of ideas of things to do so I either just sit and talk or I wouldn't make a video at all. Uh, so I'm trying to sort of repurpose what I'm doing in order to keep all the channels open with less extra duplicating work for me. So what I've decided to do is this. Now recently I got an email from Spotify telling me that there's five countries in the world they're trying they're filing video podcasting i thought to myself what the hell is a video podcast well basically it's a podcast with a video of someone talking to you at the same time i think so that somebody can listen to it if they are doing something else or watch it if they prefer to watch it so that's what i'm beginning to try now i've got a, a little desk just down here and it is doing sound for me right now. And I'm hoping that this will all work out beautifully. That my sound will be all um, refined enough for it to make sense in a podcast. And then people that are watching it as video will still uh, have something to watch. So that's the idea. Now, what I'm going to try and do is, is this and talk about something specific and do it regularly. I'm aiming for once a week. And then the video content, where it will fit in, is sort of life and the world and everything else. Maybe I'll be talking, maybe I won't be talking. It just depends on how I'm getting the content, whether I'm able to talk at the same time, whether it's just sort of like video in my experiences. So that's the two different things that I'm going to try is the video podcasting and then I'm still going to make the YouTube videos but that will be life and, and the world and everything else rather than just me sitting here talking. So, that's the plan, Stan. And what am I going to talk about? <coughs> well, I started off the week, uh, the last seven days, not a week actually, seven days ago, I, I got COVID. I have no idea where I got it from. I have not been... Um, going to very populous places. I've been wearing masks a lot. I was very conscious of the fact that if I caught COVID, then that would be a disaster for me when it comes to work as a farm. So I have no idea where I caught it from. And I thought, I, I didn't have a clue what to expect. Uh, this is sort of like coming from someone who's managed to dodge it for the last two and a bit years. I don't know how I've managed that. Uh, and I've heard, watched the news watched all sorts of horror stories on the news, hospitalizations, and I've also heard people say, oh, I've got a bit of this stuff, and that was it, really. So I thought, well, maybe it's useful, just hang on my earphones for just a minute, maybe it's useful if I uh, sort of publicize how it went and what to expect. And a few people that were on my private Facebook 
um, timelines said that it was quite interesting that, you know, especially the people have managed to dodge it so far. So here is how it was. This is what COVID was like for me. So the symptoms that I had, uh, well, I, I actually didn't even realize I had COVID to be fair. I was um, going for a lymphatic drainage appointment Wednesday morning a week ago. Uh, the Tuesday night, I'd been around to visit someone. They'd said, oh, you've got a, you know, coughing more than usual. Ha ha, you've got COVID. And put a mask on. I was like, ha, that's stupid. And, um, yeah. Then the following morning, I had a bit of a sniffle, like coughing one. And still had a bit of a cough, but it wasn't COVID. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll just be sure. And I'll go to the pharmacy and get a COVID test on my way to the lymphatic drainage appointment. You know, because somebody's up and close to you and all that. Just being sensible. Uh, I did the rat test. Rapid antigen test is what they are called in New Zealand. I did the rat test sitting in the car, reading the instructions. I have no idea how to. I've never been COVID tested. And the bloody you are positive line came straight up, straight away. Man. Uh, oh, so I called up the person I was about to visit. Was I only yeah, yeah, another appointment I was just coming to. We're going to have to cancel it. So, yeah. I was not expecting the positive um, test to come up at all. Uh, that day, I really only had a bit of a sniffle and a bit of a cough. Uh, and then later on that day, I sort of felt like a cold was coming on. The sort of, I always get a cough at the end of a cold, not the beginning, which is why I sort of like thought, oh, this is a bit strange, cough on its own. Um, and then later that first night, I felt a wee bit shivery, uh, probably colder than it normally is, and that's unusual for me because I'm usually running hotter than I normally am because of bloody menopause. So I um, went to bed, a uh, bit of some cough, coughs overnight, and waking up in the morning with a sore throat for a couple of days, but I would just go grab a lancet or a drink or something, and it would go away. I didn't have the sore throat all day long. I didn't have the cough all day long either. The cough would come and go. And the nose never really ran at all. It just blocked up a little bit. Uh, you know, like at the end of a cold, you know, when you've got a bit of a bunged up nose, the, but it's not really running. That's what it was like. Uh, and two or three days of that, it really wasn't too dramatic, to be honest. And by, yeah, two, three, four days, by the end of the fourth day, and yeah, by the end of the fourth or fifth day, I was completely symptom-free. And here in New Zealand, you have to do seven days of self-isolation. So for the last three days of my self-isolation, I have been absolutely fine and symptom-free. On day... Is it five? On day five, I ha was feeling fine. So on... On day four. On day four. I was feeling fine so I left it a day and on day five I was still feeling fine so I got on the bike and looked at my watch checking the heart rate wasn't going up too high went on Zwift and pedaled for half an hour just really really easy waiting to see whether I would be like oh, I'm really tired the next that night I wasn't not really uh, so the next day I did I did the bike again the bike is over here behind me there and at uh, this time I did a little few sprints I still only kept it short a few harder efforts uh, to see whether it would start the cough the 
throat and no one was anything else but it didn't and I still felt fine so yeah by the time I'd gotten to the end of isolation I was going stir crazy feeling totally fine and dandy man and not being allowed to go anywhere it was really quite difficult nothing really that dramatic now from all of the medical dramas I've had in the past that is not how I expected COVID to go for me to be honest also I was actually incidentally absolutely completely prepared um so I had done the groceries just the day before so I didn't need to get anything from the supermarket I've always well stocked on the uh, repeat meds that I've got and I all I am always sure um sure I've got a week at least of them and that's always the way I've been and uh so I didn't wasn't going to run out of meds I wasn't going to run out of anything food wise so everything was fine but the problem being everything was fine and the fact that I always project the whole I'm totally fine man um sort of persona that meant I felt very 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 isolated for the seven days that I was in isolation I don't actually live in town and no one apart from my dad in France thanks dad nobody actually called me or messaged me and asked me was I okay did I need anything um so one thing that I would give you as a tip here just if especially if you're someone who's not had COVID um know who your friends are and know who is isolating who is not and check that they're okay I went for seven days without seeing or speaking to a human being I can see why people would get very very lonely very quickly in self-isolation when you live by yourself I had people I was on the phone to uh, a regular friend every day I was watching TV um, interacting with social media but actual human to human contact I had none of for seven whole days and that made it feel very very isolating to me so if you've got people that you know that live sort of just out of town live on their own that sort of thing um, do just give them a wee call even if you know they're the person going to say no I'm fine I don't need your help just to let them know you're there because I did feel incredibly isolated for that seven days and I'm normally um, totally fine with being by myself but you know when someone says to you uh, right so you're going to stay inside for the next five days I'm to usually totally fine with being by myself inside but when somebody says all you're allowed to do and you haven't got a choice anymore you know it's like a kidney candy shop Suddenly, I don't want to be inside um, because I'm not, because I'm not allowed to go outside. I want to go outside. You know, it's th it's that. And most of the seven days I've had in isolation have been really crap. It's been very windy and really rainy, so I've not even really been able to get out on the bike riding around the block either because the weather's been so bad. I've been indoors. So yeah, just be aware of of where your friends are and where they live and if they're on their own and that sort of thing even if they're not sort of the person that would usually ask for help especially if they're not sort of the sort of person that would usually ask for help uh then i had to make sure I, i'd had groceries i knew all of that um work cover now here in new zealand a lot of people um it's sort of like a community thing now and it's quite 
it took us a while to get there, but it's quite widely accepted. Uh, we still have to do the isolation. We still have to do the masks. We're a little bit behind on the rest of the countries and how they've developed the COVID um, uh, uh, coping strategies. Uh, so we, I had to sort out work cover, and none of my customers I had to cancel were bothered at all. Um, and when people ring up, uh, oh, sorry, I've got COVID, I'm going to cancel appointment tomorrow. Everybody is really, really accepting of that. But that might not necessarily be the case in other parts of the world. Uh, so, yes, just, just be aware of that. If you're in some other country, work cover and social occasions, having to cancel all of those, that was really not sitting pretty with me at all. Like I said, I felt really, really isolated. Um, exercise. I did not know what to do. So many people had said, said to me, I got like an international lecture um, from people all around the world that were friends with me when I said I had COVID and I was posting up daily on my private Facebook page. You shouldn't, you shouldn't exercise, you shouldn't do anything, you should rest and let it, get, let, this, let it go through you, that sort of thing. And so I did. I sat and watched TV until I was sick of watching bloody TV. I have never sat for so long, watched so much TV for so long in all my goddamn life. So it was kind of like that is what pushed me to the to getting on the bike um, sort of on day four or five because I was so sick of it watching TV and I had nothing else to do and I couldn't go outside because it's raining. So exercise, I took it really, really easy and watched my heart rate and made sure my heart rate was low and I didn't feel tired, but I know other people have. So just be aware of that. And the weather plays a big part in it. If it was sunshine, I could have sat in the garden and it had a hundred times better, I'm sure, but it wasn't when I could. Um, and then here in New Zealand, people are allowed to like exercise in their local neighbourhoods. Well, I don't have a neighbourhood because I don't live in town. I live out of town. There's a state highway out there and that's it. There's a house, a couple of paddocks that way and there's a house, a couple of paddocks that way and there's nothing else. So I don't have a neighbourhood. So those sorts of people that don't live uh, that don't live in towns and cities and are a little bit more isolated, like me, physically isolated as well as um, geographically isolated, makes uh, a big difference to that um, seven-day isolation, and it feels like it goes on for nine hundred years. I've got another person that I know that's isolated at the moment, and they live in town and can walk around the block. I can't. My block is six kilometres long and. In, and doesn't have pavements because they're all made to road. So, mm, uh, and the thing that I found the hardest for the seven days of isolation was the lack of human contact. That's what I really did find the hardest of all. So if you are one of those people that has a social butterfly, just be aware of that and have some plans in place to get around that. It's just not the same when you're talking to someone on a video or on the phone. It's just not the same as having them standing there, being able to give them a hug, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that was my experience of COVID. I am going back to work tomorrow. Uh, here, we've been told not to retest ourselves for 28 days. Um, so I haven't bothered because apparently it will probably be positive. But I am always wearing a mask everywhere I go. A lot of people have gotten a bit slack on it, I noticed, lately. Um, so I am still wearing a mask, and I might actually switch it to a medical mask or put a medical mask in mine as a filter because I don't want to get it again. 
I'm probably going to be one of those people that has just got like, really bad luck with XY. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to being reintegrated into the world. Looking forward to buying a cup of coffee and being able to sit in a cafe and talk to a human. And being able to walk in the park. I hope it stops raining soon. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my experience of um, isolation and COVID. Different in every country, but that's how it's rolling here. And we don't have to uh, do uh, negative tests in order to get out of isolation. We just have to be in isolation for seven days uh, from when the symptoms started or from when you tested positive. So that's it, folks. If you found this format more helpful, let me know. Um, if you found it less helpful, also let me know. And if you've had very different experiences with COVID, I'd also be quite interested to hear because I have had a lot of different um, people say a lot of different things, but I'm just counting my blessings that after all the medical bad luck I've had over the last few years, COVID has passed through like a mild cold. So winning on that score.